This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Children of Wrens. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 238, Draw in the Devil's Cauldron. Mm. Yeah, good old draws. draws. I mean, I guess it's not a loss, so there's that. Whatever. It feels like an American. <laughs> Rebels are un-American right now for drawing. So, yeah. Last uh, game of the season, at least for regular season, against NYCFC, 1-1 draw, which coincidentally was the first draw ever between his two teams because we couldn't hear about that for like 30 minutes straight or anything like that. <laughs> um, let's just get right into this with our dislikes. Uh, Pat, since you've been gone for, I think it was two weeks now. So Two weeks? I'm back. Yeah. yeah it's the first time we're back together. For yeah. Well. Huh. Woo! Uh, the party. We're getting the band back together, and then Truman's doing it again later tonight. So there you go. <laughs> um, so, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike the most about the game yesterday NYCFC? Uh, I think I disliked that this team, once again, kind of looks like they did in there earlier in the season where they controlled big Porsche uh Big parts of the match, they uh, you know got a number of shots off, uh, but they just seemed to run out of ideas in the offensive zone. Um, you know, there was this match was here for the taking. Um, you know, I think Jesse Marsh at halftime was even quoted in saying he was confident in how the team was playing. I almost wanted to scream at the TV. You didn't score. Like you have no reason to be confident. Like you know, sure you have all that possession, all those chances, but you didn't score. There's absolutely no reason to be confident. So. Uh, you know, it, it just look in the end, uh, NYCFC is eventually going to have a season where they got Red Bull's number. It is this season. And, uh, on top of that, you know, this is what happens when you're surging and you don't get reinforcements in the summer transfer window. Um, you know, I was just doing a quick little research before the game to figure out about Daniel Warrior, maybe a little more on that later, but, um, you know, the, an article from last week in the New York Post said uh, Kaida may have ended up on the bench for the New York City SC game. Guess what? Oh, you know, especially in a game when we really needed offensive reinforcements, this guy's not producing. He's supposed to be the big, quote-unquote, summer signing. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Uh, our other big summer signing was just got totally left for, de- you know, out in the open uh, on the on NYCFC's lone goal. Um so this, this is the team. This is the team. This is the team that we have. This is the team we're going to have. Um, things aren't going to change. The Red Bulls are the Everton of uh, New York's Liverpool. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be – this is how it's going to be, and I don't see it changing. They're going to be second fiddle. And um, don't expect reinforcements anytime soon. So uh, for all of you who love the Open Cup, great, because maybe they have a chance to win that because they sure as shit ain't winning them last cup. 
well, people thought the Portland Timbers were going to win either. Look what happened. So, I mean, yeah. you know, miracles do happen. Uh, yeah, just to pile on with you, this isn't quite my dislike, but the chances they just had in the first half. I mean, they had so many. They absolutely dominated that entire first half, dominated it, mm-hmm. and couldn't put anything in that. But before Jay gets on it, I'm going to get mad because they created this whole video replay thing, and BWP gets shoved right in the back, and nothing happens. I mean, it was blatant on the play, and then you could look at the replay 400 times and nothing called. Why, why are we using this thing? What, what's it good for if you're not going to use it when it's needed? I'll, I'll say this much about that, which was absolutely a missed call. I kind of feel like the question penalty kick was a bit of a makeup call. Uh, I, probably. It was, a, it was a bit soft. So um, that, that's, it was absolutely a missed call. I'm on your side. But I do think they gave it back to us. I, I think so, too. I totally think that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Why are we using this if we're not going to use it? And and I know NYCFC had an argument too, uh, which a ball that looked like a handball in the box. So it it you know it goes both ways. Both neither of those were called, but very frustrating that they create this whole thing and nobody nobody wanted to look that one over. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Just very very surprising. So first off, I was going to talk about that, but I'm pretty sure the Red Bulls not have a shot for most of that first half. Like an actual shot on goal. They had a post or a crossbar. I I think, and I'm trying to just figure this out, scrolling through the timeline. I think they've had, they had two shots in the first half, like two official shots. Like the rest of them were blocked before they even got to Johnson, which I think is true. Okay. I only count one and that's Maria's shot. Anyway, they had a they had the bulk two, of possession. The they had a lot of possession in the offensive third. Uh, yeah, they did, and they did jack shit with it, which is terrible. Yep. And on and as much as I'm going to bitch about the referees, if you put chances away, that's a non-issue. Yep. It's not issue. It's it's an issue because you can do your fucking jobs in the first half. Mm-hmm. But I will since we, I have to talk about this because this is my dead horse topic. <laughs> as Truman mentioned. VAR did jack shit. So what the hell is the point of it? I mean, it's it seems like from what I've I've watched two Bundesliga matches and I've watched I, I think this is like the fourth third or fourth week where it's in MLS. And I bring this up because I feel like MLS rushed VAR strictly to beat Bundesliga to the punch. Because watching, <laughs> That's possible. Because watching, watching the first two RB Leipzig games. There were two video reviews, and neither of them were initiated by the referee. It was initiated by the booth, which is how the system should be, right? That's the whole point of this, right? Is that I mean, why should it be up to the center ref to, if you're going to have this assistant, why should it be the center ref to allow him to, to even you know, come for consideration? Why isn't it that the video referee says, yeah, you got this wrong, and he has to fix it? Like, that's, isn't that the whole point of fixing shit? Of putting this kind of stuff in is to fix the wrong calls. Yeah, it is because Apparently. the game against Orlando. The only reason Kaká got the red was because the referee made that stupid television thing and went to the side of the field to look at the monitor in a meaningless the, moment in a totally meaningless part of the game. I mean, the game was over. But in Bundesliga, 
the referee is still sitting in the middle of the field. He never goes to look at the monitor. He's told by the booth what the call should have been. That is how this should work. And I think because it's not how it's being used in MLS, and and I, I put this out there, maybe this is like one of FIFA's trial things, we're going to do it one way here, one way here, and see which one works best. But I think because of how MLS is doing it right now, it's up to the center ref to initiate it. You get shit like this, where Wright Phillips is, what, four yards from the touchline and ends up two yards in net, but, yeah. isn't, but isn't given a penalty kick. Um, earlier in the first half, one of the, one of the NYCFC players had his hand out, grant, and granted it was quick, you know, ball-to-hand situation, but unnatural position is a penalty. The Red Bulls had an unnatural position, which was, wasn't called either. Uh, I think it was – I'm trying to remember. I think Muil had his arm up when he was going to deflect a shot. Right. Like, there were three – in my opinion, three clear penalties that weren't called, and then the one that was, like we said, was a little soft. It, was a foul, but I probably wouldn't have given it as a penalty. But what the hell is the point of VAR if we're not going to use it correctly? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. But it pisses me off more that the fact that we even talk about this is because the Red Bulls couldn't do their goddamn job in scoring. Right. Uh, And again, first half, dominated. Yep. And had a post and maybe one save the show for it. 21 total shots, four on target. How the fuck do you manage that? You play like you did earlier this season when you have no offensive ideas. Yeah. I mean, I think I think uh, not having Royer is – it's definitely hurting. Oh, for sure. And it definitely hurt here. For sure. Uh, not having him, I mean, it's, also, it's possible that this new formational shift seems to start to figure it out. Um, but, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see truly – uh, with the cases when Royer comes back. Um, so we'll see. And, and again, we're, we're freaking out, but they only gave up one goal. But they shouldn't have given at home. That's my. Uh, but, no, that's a, defensive, I, that's a defensive lapse that should never have happened. It was, it was okay, but, on a counterattack, and they had guys back. It's not like they were hit quickly on a counter and they couldn't cover it. Okay, but still, they gave up one goal at home, and they, and they couldn't win. That's that's what I'd be more mad at. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really mad. Like, after the game, I was like, uh, it sucks, but whatever. Now talking about it, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed about a draw. Because the Red Bulls should have been so much goddamn better by how they looked on the field. Yeah. Like, well, there's several games where they should have looked better, and like, this was definitely one of them. Taylor Twelman said they were dominating. I'm like, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. They're not dominating shit. Yeah. You can't – and Jesse Marcin is confident. Like, okay, great. We're keeping possession. But that's never worked for us. When's the last time the Red Bulls kept possession and really beat up an opponent on their level or better? Well, oh, a while. All, all I can say is, as Dave Machinist has said in the past, that the best teams try to get better even when they're on top of their game, and the Red Bulls are not doing that. So, once again, they've made some moves. And especially with, you know, you trade away a fan favor and get money and then you don't use it. Um, you know, it it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have used it. So, and maybe gotten some offensive reinforcements. But they didn't. And, and I, that's that. But before we do likes, I have to throw this dislike in here. Dilly Duca for BWP at the end of the game. Oh, my God. That made no sense. <laughs> What's happening? 
Only reason I didn't say anything yet because I think we have a fan tweet about it. But good lord, when you need a goal, you take off the all-time leading goal store. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's your big sign of the year, then he's a powerhouse. Yeah, Billy Duca. All right, likes anybody? You gonna have one? Of course I do. And it's an amazing like, a huge like, and it didn't even play take place on the pitch. But the Red Bulls oh, and the gosh. fans I'm, I'm, pulled I'm, off I forget all that stuff. the greatest oh, trolling yeah. in MLS history, and oh, it's yeah. not even close. I would like anybody out there to try to show me trolling better than this. Because not only did the supporters throw up the giant banner for the New York uh, NYCFC stadium search. Mm. Not only did up on the scoreboards they were showing Hartford history of sports <laughs> in Hartford, proving that Fenway Park is closer there than Yan- Yankee Stadium is. <laughs> but they brought out Pucky the Whale, the okay. Hartford Whalers mascot, out of I don't know a closet somewhere in Hartford. <laughs> I have no idea where the team got him from. That is absolutely, it is amazing. It is so amazing. I wish I was there. I would have also worn my Hartford Whalers jersey. Um, Good God. That was, I don't think that'll, I don't know how you can top that. I honestly have no idea how you can top that when you bring out a defunct hockey team's mascot and bring him to the game. Yeah. Uh, I I, I agree with you. I think the, the true challenge goes out. Someone... Tell us if there. I don't think there's a better troll job. Like you should just retire trolling. It's it's not going to get any better than that. Uh, and to to build off it, yeah, my like is that NYCSC still has to go to East Hartford to play a home game. Yeah, you know. Here's what I want to know: Did did they contact? And I I, I had looked this up. I don't know this off the top of my head. Did they contact the Carolina Hurricanes? Because I'm assuming that they own some of that history still, right? Like, well, they own they own records and all that other crap, but I mean, I I'm mean, sure they have name, some, some of the trademarks and stuff, right? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, when when Cleveland moved to Baltimore, they lost all of that. Well, who, who, where, it, where where the Whalers move? Uh, Carolina. Yeah, but I think technically they own Hartford's history, don't they? I would assume so. I'm sure they brought the records with them. Yeah, uh, it depends. Like I said, when the Browns moved to Baltimore, became the Ravens. All of Cleveland's history stayed in Cleveland. Yeah, that was like a weird uh, deal because right. Yeah, they, they knew they knew Cleveland was getting a team in the future, so that all stayed there. Yeah. Um, so it's possible, but I, it's I don't. Possible, know. It's possible Pucky the Whale was residing somewhere in Raleigh before uh, you know he came to good old Harris. Because that'd be amazing that they that they contacted the NHL team, got them to agree to it. Yeah. Like that just makes it even. I think that takes another level if they actually got permission from an NHL team to do the troll job. Well, I, I'm sure that Pucky the Whale was somewhere in the Hartford area and not Carolina. I'm sure that 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 uniform is probably being used at like Hartford Wolfpack games or whoever the hell plays in Hartford now. Yeah, um, the Wolfpack, I think. But I mean, uh, hats off! Absolutely amazing. The fans did a great job, and the team did a great job. It was brilliant. Did you have a like, Pat? Have you guys been hearing me at all? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I said my like was 
I said my like was that NYCFC starts playing East Hartford. Oh, oh, that that was your official like. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? okay. It, was, it was wrapped up in the middle of tournament stuff. So I assume- yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with I'm with Jay on that one. I I, I thought we were just kind of rambling on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's uh, that's my like. They still have to play go have to play in East Hartford. Um, my like is and, I, and again. Taylor Schoenman, you don't need to tell us like 20 times when something happens. But when Jerome took the penalty, he was the only one to step up. Like, or like he was the first to step up. And maybe it's kind of sad that the team captain isn't stepping up to at least like decide who takes the penalty kick. But when your substitute comes on and it's like, oh no, I'm taking this thing. I got this. Like, good on, good on right. Right. There wasn't even a question. He just took the ball and he's like, I'm yeah. doing it. I mean, good on Verone, but at the same time, it's kind of curious why that even happened. But Hey, put it away. That works. Yeah, he did. Uh, hey, we scored a penalty kick. That's all yeah. that matters. Because that is an important thing that we haven't done in the past. All right. Um, so anything else about this game before we move on? Uh, no, but we've got a couple tweets, I guess, right? There you go. Sure. Oh, that's right. Fan tweets, yeah. Who's going to read those off? Who's reading them off? Okay, good, good. All right. Well, there's one conversation I don't really know it goes, but either way, the first one we got at Chico FFS said, terrible. How do you not score in that first half? We're back to looking lost and stupid. Once they cross the midfield, they drop 50 IQ points. I think maybe once they get into the box, they might drop a couple IQ points. <laughs> they have it until that moment, which is, again, that was a problem earlier in the season. Like we said, it's yep. – I don't know. I don't know what happens there. Yeah. Uh, he follows up. He says, it's been like this all season at this point. I don't care, but – I don't care who, but someone in the lineup tonight should not be next week. Well, whenever Warrior comes back, someone won't be in the lineup. Yeah. I call him Ruiu. Yeah, he's kind of been the odd man out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Injury, so. Was that it? Was that the only two we had? Red Coach at Red Coach J. What's that? No, go ahead. I, I was wondering if that okay. was it for tweets because I didn't see what we had. Yeah, we got more. Uh, it said, uh, he starts off, it looks like there's a conversation with somebody, but they're not attached. It says, it was better-ish. And then he follows up by saying, Better play was really first half, and we made nothing of it. Second was back and forth, but some really questionable coaching decisions in uh, in play. So, yeah, and we call we call those decisions Dilly Duca. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if he becomes a verb for a bad yeah. coaching decision, <laughs> really like Dilly that one. <laughs> no, I think it's Duca. Really Duca that one. <laughs> He took a duka with that sub. Ah! Oh, I don't have the soundboard up. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Uh, so, predictions. We all got it wrong. So we thought they were going to win. Silly us. Yep. Yet again. <clears throat> so, still Truman, Pat, then me. In that order. Yeah. Uh, before we actually talk about the match coming up, I want to run down kind of the remaining schedule since we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine MLS games to play. 
which starts with a busy September of, let's see, seven games, and five of those within a 13-day stretch. God damn. Yeah. So first, uh, this game, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, traveling to SC Dallas on the 2nd. Then they travel to Chicago on the 9th, which is a Saturday. They will host Philly on the 17th, which is a Sunday. Then fly out to Kansas City for the U.S. Open Cup Final, which is on a Wednesday on the 20th. Followed by a trip to Columbus the following Saturday. So right now that's three games in uh, seven days. That's followed by a game to D.C. on the following Wednesday. And then to finish it off, because why not? Oh, sorry, they're going to host D.C., not travel to. Uh, and then they will travel to Toronto on the 30th. So that's fucking bananas. What <laughs> bananas. Yeah. And then to round out the season in October, they will host Vancouver and Atlanta on the 7th and 15th and travel to D.C. for the final weekend of the year on the 22nd. Which I will try to go to since that will be the last game at RFK. I think. Yeah, I plan, I plan on being there. I feel like I can't miss it. So, uh, anyone else think uh, Rebels are in trouble with that schedule? That do. I think they'll be. Uh, uh, it's going to be tough, but I think the final month uh, playing two home games and then at, at Garbage Fire DC is going to help a lot. It, it's also going to depend on how the first three games in September go, because if they can pick up some wins and you know, secure their playoff position, then it might be a little better. I mean, I kind of said the next two are losses right there. Uh, Philly, they should win. Open Cup, who cares? <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, but Dallas necessarily isn't a uh, guaranteed loss. Yeah, pretty much. No, I think they're not, it's not a guaranteed loss because they're set, right now sitting in seventh in the West. Why don't we talk about it? So let's do that. Real quick standings, because I want I want to make sure we have the standings as for this. So Red Bulls currently sit fifth in the East, thirty nine points. I don't think they're technically mathematically eliminated from the Shield, but yeah, they're done with that. Um, most likely, they are not making top two at this point because they are uh, eight points back of New York City. Uh, Three back of third place Columbus, two back of fourth place Chicago, and only three points ahead of seventh place Montreal. So they are not secure right now in terms of playoff positioning. Nope. But let's now talk about the match. Uh, Red Bulls traveling to FC Dallas. Game is Saturday, uh, this Saturday, September 2nd, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it's broadcast on Unibas. Unibas. I think this is the first time since like April we've actually been on that station. Cool. Good. So, predictions. Truman, you're up first. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday in D.C.? I am a crazy man. And I think they're actually going to win this game for two reasons. Uh, Dallas is going to be short several of their top players. I think that's going to be a big help. And I don't think Dallas is going to have any fans there. 
because it'll probably be hot. I know it's going to be 8 o'clock at night, but it's Dallas. Uh, fan attendance has been pretty, pretty bad. So I don't know why I like their chances because, again, they have not been a great road team. But they have been, of late, they've been better. I think they're going to squeak out a one nothing win here. Uh, it's 2 nothing. Um, Daniel Boyer is not going to be back. Uh, looks like he's going to be um, only back in training next week. So uh, I'm going to say 2 nothing loss. Uh, yeah, Kellen Acosta is going to be, and I think Matt Hedges is also going to be with the U.S. national team. But I, I just I don't have much faith in this team going down there getting a win in uh, Dallas. Uh, like I just said, they are not – Dallas is not a great team this year. Although, granted, the West isn't, doesn't look great at all. And as it is, I get deja vu because I said, I said the exact same thing before the Portland match. And that turned out. Although, in fairness, we were on a shortened roster at that point. So, Right. Um, I think the best we can hope for is a draw on the road. A win, obviously, would be great, but the Red Bulls are 4-8-0 and zero on the road. So, if anything, a loss is more likely. I feel like it's going to be a draw. Like, Dallas is missing the players. Red Bulls missing some players because we're not going to have – well, we're not going to have Lawrence. That's going to be the only guy we're going to be missing. And then, of course, Warriors still out. So, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. Just, wow. I just, I just don't think. I like it. I like it. I don't think this is the week for it for a win on the road. If anything, I, I say this knowing full. What it means is that if any, if they're going to win on the road, it should be the following week in Chicago because that would mean a hell of a lot more than this one would. So I'd rather get the points now. Uh, they haven't well, lost. I, to, I'm saying it, that I'd rather get the points now too. But you pick up. Three against Chicago, it becomes it's really like one of those quote six point games. Sure. So, I want those. I I think there's some crazy numbers like they haven't lost to Dallas since like 2012. Uh, they haven't given up any goals to them, and and that long some, something crazy. Have, you'd have to look it up, but the numbers are all there for the Red Bulls. And again, Dallas playing shorthanded. I mean, the Red Bulls are playing shorthanded too. Since Taxi decided to go play a meaningless friendly against Canada for some reason. Um, yeah, we could talk about that if we want to. Yeah, I mean, what? Do you, I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, I guess it looks good for your country playing for your national team in a meaningless game, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still, like, I still like their chances to get a win. I really do. I think it's just going to be a very um, unenthused crowd uh, against the team that's just not going to have their top players. The Red Bulls will have most of their top players, so. Hey, one only one of us is going to be right this week. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Watch somehow they'll find, they'll invent the fourth result. That means none of us will be right. <laughs> Stadium implosion. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to the dumping ground. Uh, I have nothing, and I feel like it's been a relatively quiet week for the Red Bulls. So. All right. So before I talk about Sky Blue. Pat, would you like to talk about this other game that's apparently being played tomorrow? Sure. Uh, USA national team will be at Red Bull Arena in Costa Rica. 
like they were not in Costa Rica. Against Costa Rica, all fire. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I definitely think the U.S., obviously, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, kind of uh, backhanded slaps to Clinton's been in the news recently. I mean, he's never came up by name, but plenty of people uh, on the team have said that the mindset is totally different uh, for the U.S. at this point, and it showed certainly on the field, uh, despite obviously some bumps in the road here and there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, based on performance in the last couple of World Cup qualifiers, uh, should be an exciting one. I will be there. Somebody gave me a ticket after they were all sold out, or at least all the relatively quote unquote cheap ones were sold out. Uh, so if you want a Red Bull Red High Five, look for me in the gravel bay, uh, to and tailgating. So that should be fun. Uh, but it should be a good time. And uh, it's, I don't know if it's sold out. Uh, I think some of the really stupid expensive seats might still be available. But either way, it should be a pretty damn good crowd and uh, an exciting match. And I think the U.S. will come out with a win. So if you're going, I think you'll have a good time. Second time I've seen the second World Cup qualifying cycle, I'm seeing the home game against Costa Rica, the last one being a snow game. Woohoo! Um, I think kickoff is at six fifty-five. Yeah, they, they, I think they just pushed it back or something. Right. Uh, at what time of night do you think it'll be a good crowd? Because traffic is going to be absolutely <laughs> insane when you pile in rush hour traffic in the Newark area on the on Labor on the Friday of Labor Day weekend. You, you know. know? You I know the U.S. fans are going to get in there. Like, you know, like, all the problems that the Rebels face on these weeknight, weekend games will not be an issue tomorrow. I guarantee that. I, I promise you. Like, all the New York fans are like, oh, it was so easy to get into Jesse today. I don't know how. It's so weird. You know, all that shit. So, I, I'm, like, positive there will be no issues with people getting I mean, except for, like, some idiots who are like, oh, I'm going to leave at 6. But, you know. Other than that, <laughs> uh, I pretty much, I bet you there won't be any issues. I'm like, I, I like it's going to be like, oh, it's a miracle for some things and everything went perfectly for a U.S. game that never goes right for a Red Bull game. Go figure. I would say take a sick day if you work. Yeah. Oh, that's take funny. a sick day. Because <laughs> so if you're getting out of work at five, you're missing the game. So I think we need to play a little attendance excuse U.S. edition just in case. So, uh, a Pat, a Pat, I think forfeits this since he says everyone's going to show up. Okay, I have one. Uh, American Outlaws party way too hard on the Newark side of the field, and they all fall into the river. There you go. The Frank Rogers Bridge just opens up spontaneously, <laughs> and nobody can get across the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then to compound the issue, the pass train. Just stops working. Oh my god! Fast train falls into a sinkhole. There you go. Oh, I'm not going that far because that would just be bad. Nobody dies; it just falls in a sinkhole. No, but then that means the path is no longer there for however long it takes them to fix it. So. Yeah, we dealt with it in Sandy. We are really getting upset over hypothetical uh, issues that are not going to happen. It's okay, Jay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. All right. My next, my next excuse: cholera. Now Jay's mad again. Like, they used to ravage the early twentieth century. That's the Hudson River Trail that you gotta take. Come on. <laughs> a, big, uh, a big outbreak of whooping cough. <laughs> I mean, 
I guess that could happen. <laughs> um, anyway, so Game of Friday is not the only game the United States have because, you know, it's World Cup qualifying season. It's true. I didn't know another game existed. All I know about was tomorrow because that's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. Well, it's, it's okay. It's next week. So you worry about that on Sunday. That's how that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, U.S. playing Honduras in Honduras in the afternoon. Uh, so it'll be like 100 degrees. Um, Honduras totally setting up for the home field advantage, which, uh, you know, why wouldn't you? Makes it a bit more imperative that the U.S. Uh, gets three points at Red Bull Arena. Uh, I, I mean, the way they've been playing as of late, I do think they'll come out with at least a draw in Honduras. I mean, after all, a few years ago um, when they got beat 2-1, uh, uh when they got beat 2-1 in Honduras in the same conditions, um, you know, they – that was like – that was the game that inspired the, with the infamous Strauss article uh, about Jurgen Klinsmann's tenure because at that time he was – I mean, he was the mad tinkerer. He was – so there's a whole bunch of things that led to that 2-1 loss uh, four years ago that I don't think will be issues this time. That being said, I think maybe in that – type of environment. Uh, after all, it is like, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the most dangerous city in the Western, uh, in, in the North America. So, uh, San Pedro Sulo. So, not exactly some place you want to play. Uh, but I, th- I think they can eke out a draw. I do. Maybe they could just helicopter the players in and out. Yeah, that'd be good. Armored, armored helicopter. Just onto the field, they come out, helicopter hovers over them for uh, 90 minutes, game's over, whoop, pick them up, get the hell out of there. There you go. Just a thought. <laughs> it's a good thought. Yeah. Because why would you want to be there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anything else for W Grounds? Yeah, just one more. Uh, Sky Blue won one nothing against uh, Boston, who absolutely sucks. Uh, guess who scored? Just take a crazy guess who scored again. Uh, initials are SK? Yes. Yeah, Sasha Kleshin scored <laughs> for Sky Blue. Uh, no, Sam Kerr yet again scored for this team. Uh, it's the only reason this team is in contention at this point. They're currently in fifth. They're three points back of fourth. Uh, they are playing Kansas City on the road on September 3rd. Uh, team Again, another team that's below them in the standings. So you got to win these games. You got to get win games uh, against worst teams. So... And I think they have another game against Boston coming up. So there's a, I mean, there's a chance they can squeak in there. There's definitely a chance. Uh, and I guess as long as Sam Kerr's healthy, right, they're going to at least keep scoring. So they, they definitely have a shot at this. And that is all I have for dumping Grimm. I guess uh, one last thing since you brought him up, uh, Sasha question. Apparently he and I go to the same barber. Because uh, there's a hey now. there's a signed uh, autograph picture of Sasha Question at my barbershop. So um, hey, you did offer for hit to grill him some food, right? I did offer, and he has not responded to my offer to grill him food. <laughs> so what I think you have to do now? I mean, we go to the talk to your barber. We so go to the same barbershop. We go to the same barber. There's no reason he shouldn't be coming over to eat some grilled meats. I think what we need to do is talk to your barber. And be like, hey, listen, we have a barbecue. You're invited. And invite Sasha Klesman on also. Just be like, tell, tell him, like, hey, we're going to go over to this guy's Pat's house to grill some meats. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Because we're boys. We're boys. We're boys. 
You, what you need to do is go to your barber and say, give me the Sasha. Yeah, <laughs> give me the Sasha. Tell me where he lives. I was just going to stand outside and look in the speaking, window. Speaking of haircuts, <laughs> what's up with Sean Davis? He's young. <laughs> Footballers, man. Footballers. That's all I can say. He's a millennial. I... Son of a... I'm technically a millennial. I don't like that. Well, technically, I am too, but the older kind. So much. Yeah, you kids. I just don't like how, and, and I'm not, I don't like how millennial is like a 20 year generation. Like, I think they just ran out of ideas. Like, uh, would we use generation? Oh, we used the whole alphabet. Oh, uh, we, used, we used X and Y. We, yeah. Z won't work. So let's use yeah. millennial. <laughs> so there you go. I was born in the 80s. What does that have to do with the millennium changing over? Uh, we graduated in the millennium. I guess. Oh my God, you guys are terrifying. This is scaring <laughs> me. <laughs> It's really, it's really scary. Yeah, we're we're not in our fifth decade yet. <laughs> My God. Yeah. All right. So with that, let's wrap it up. Oh wait, no! Wait, no! 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 I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At least, hey, at least I caught it in time. So. Yeah, terrible team of the week. I, I know we get mad about the Red Bulls, but the LA Galaxy really stink. I mean, they, they really they really stink. And I'm going to give them the double suck this, this week because they lost at home uh, to, you know, arch nemesis San Jose. And they had a craptastic TIFO banner. I'm sorry, L.A. I expect more out of you. It was a giant white banner with, like, a marker outline of the state. And it said, like, I think it said, like, L.A. is California, and it had their little galaxy star on Southern California, it was so lame. I don't even know what it meant. Just boo, boo your Tifo. You deserve to lose three nothing for that. Boo, boo. I say, boo earns. I was saying boo earns. I'm curious what they're going to do when LAFC shows up. I don't know, but you know what's great is that we hear from the Smurf fans all the time about uh, where we play. If you go through some of their timelines, uh, it's the same thing with those dumb LA2 fans. You, you don't even play in LA. You don't play there. We're going to play there. You don't play there. Mm. Morons. Yeah. Just like Bruce Arena saying that this game is not in New York. A dur. <laughs> A dur, Bruce. Duh. It's called the Metropolitan Area, you idiot. Know it. Now, wow. now we can wrap it take up. it home. Now we wrap it take up. it home. All right. Take it home. All right. So you can visit us oncemetro.com slash red hyphen ball hyphen rant. Patreon.com slash red ball rant. Throw a few bucks away to help us support the show. You can email us redballrant at gmail.com. You can call us 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash red ball rant on Twitter at red ball rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at pmacda2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can find the podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Since I'm the only one who believes it, win. Win for the Texas ladies. Ah, good old Texas ladies who uh, are underwater. So, yes. Please, please, if you have the money, please donate. Save. Save the Texas ladies. To Harvey Relief and save the Texas ladies. Uh, And I also say win. And of course, Thank you, Will Martins.
Thanks, buddy. Hey, buddy. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 238 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.